I'd like to welcome you to the Fathers Among Men podcast. In today's episode, we're going to discuss gender roles. We're going to look back on a famous television show, The Cosby Show, as our inspiration. So sit back and relax. Hello and welcome to Fathers Among Men. Uh, I'm sitting here today with Eric. And today's subject, as I mentioned before, is going to be gender roles. We're going to probably talk a little bit or get into a little bit about the Cosby Show. Um, just sitting here discussing uh, the gender roles that were on the Cosby Show. Um, I call it the, the reality of the Huxtables. Clearly the breadwinner of the family or the head of the household on the Cosby show was Cliff. Claire, she she worked. She was a lawyer. Um, but she kind of took on that role of head of the house, mother. Um, it was clearly defined. Um, but she also showed some strengths in I guess characteristics of a head of household. Mm-hmm. If, if Cliff ever left, Claire would be fine because she could discipline the kids. She could take care of, of herself, of, of the kids, um, of everything. Uh, and I relate that to the day and how those traditional gender roles leave it to Beaver. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, too. Um, it was an episode that is probably pretty famous for a lot of people. The episode where you saw the traditional roles of women, whether it's to serve their men or what have you, were on display in this one episode with Alvin. Alvin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And Alvin was like, oh, so you serve him too. (laughs) Not expecting her because she was a professional woman, that she was a lawyer, to be able to, I guess, serve her man, her her husband, Cliff, Cliff Huxtable. Um, that was a pretty interesting scene. What are your thoughts about that scene? Eric? You know, and the the interesting thought about interesting thing about that scene is, you know, when she corrected Alvin, she told him, he, "Well, he, Mr. Huxley, brought me coffee this morning. I'm getting him coffee because I'm going to get one. I'm not serving him." And you know, what I'm saying like, and only a way that a, a black woman can, she, you know, she read him the riot act, and I think that. Um, that scene is indicative of a lot of of a lot of people's thinkings on gender roles. Like, serve, serve who? Right, right. You know, it's it. I don't, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to to be a servant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like you're you're a slave. This isn't. It's not like the Jeffersons where Wheezy was, you know, stay at home wife. Right. Um, and. You know, when George got home, you know, kick my feet up, my 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 coffee's here, and you know, and that that type of thing. It's the year two thousand and eighteen, and we have definitely seen a shift with at least in the black community, seen a shift in the dynamics of pay. There's no secret that black women are earning a lot more than they did back in the day, and so this idea of serving along with 
independent women is definitely a subject that we're probably going to talk about um, a little bit during this podcast. I've always talked to people about the word itself of being an independent woman. I don't like it in the sense that you are stating from birth that women are somehow meant to be dependent on whoever, whether it's their mother, their father, whoever. Um, because men are from birth, I guess, assumed to be breadwinners, to be protectors. And so there's no such thing as an independent man. It's just a man. And so I'd always gone along with the ideology that if we are pushing for equality for women, then we must start them off from birth, not looking at them as being dependent when they get older, looking at them as someone who can make their own way, just like men can make their own way in this world. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I know some people, you know, I, I don't want to get into the where it looks like I'm, you know, bashing the independence of, of a woman or a man. Um, not doing that at all. I, I, I love for people to do their own thing, um, to make their own way in life. Uh, I think that's pretty dope. Uh, but just the word itself as it as it pertains to women, the independent woman. And uh, sometimes the thought process, people, how they feel about the subject, independent woman. Uh, you know, I, w- I would say an end of, you know, I agree to, to an extent about the term independent woman it kind of does you know when you think about it mean meaning that you know at one time you were dependent mm-hmm. on someone the only person you were ever dependent on were your parents and that right. was when you were young right um you know i have a daughter um her favorite phrase is i got it i got it she's only two years old mm-hmm. you know, she's showing her independence she won't let you put on her shoes mm-hmm. um she won't let you carry up the stairs i got it you know, and and I think that that's that's the thinking of um, that we should always give our daughters. True. You got it. Like when she falls, when my daughter falls down, I don't run over there and rush to pick her up. And when right. you know if she's in in the presence of company, I tell them don't look at her. Because <laughs> if you look at her, she's gonna start crying. Right. And then she's gonna want you to come over there. But if you don't look at her, she knows. Okay, let me pull myself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something we don't give to to young boys. Right. If I had a son, he fell down. I'd be like, "Boy, get up." Right. So why we don't do that with, with our girls? Uh, I I think that you know when it comes to to being in a relationship, mm-hmm. in the beginning, you're gonna find out what kind of relationship you have by what you expect of your spouse. Or your significant other, mm-hmm. if you expect them to to be dependent on you, they're gonna be dependent on you. True. But if you set the ground rules and y'all come to an understanding where it's, I don't need you, or want you. Mm-hmm. That's what it'll be. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it. If at any point, like my, my wife, she don't need me. She wants me. Mm-hmm. It's not like my wife, in order for her to, to, to live and breathe that, I have to be around her every minute of the day. Right, right. You know, we both earn salaries that 
would allow us to to live independently mm-hmm. of each other. It's better when it's you know when when it's more than just one you know one income and mm-hmm. that, but that doesn't play it it that never played a role when we got together right you know like how much I made how much she made that wasn't the thought process it was I I want to be with you mm-hmm. you know now now I the only thing my wife is dependent on me to do for her is to hold the door when we go out. <laughs> to this day, my wife is never. She's never opened a door. Wow. When we when we go out, she won't open a door. She'll stand there to the side till I get there. And when I forget, I'll be like, "What? What is she doing? <laughs> oh, you on this right now? Okay. You know, like it's 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 those, and that's that's that gender role. Like we pick and choose which gender roles we we confine, you know, conform to. Right. You know, like my like I said, my wife she doesn't she doesn't hold doors. We go to most restaurants. I'll know what she wants to order. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll tell me, and I'll tell the waiter or the waitress, you know, what she wants to order. Um, but then at at home, like I cook, I clean. Um, I don't do it as well as she does. <laughs> but you know, I I do all those things. I change my daughter's diapers. Um, and one of my one of my good friends, he he saw me changing my daughter's diaper, and he was he was flabbergasted. He was like, "You change diapers? Yeah, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I've never he 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 said I've never changed. I know you changed at least a couple. He's like, your wife hates you right now, bro. Right? She probably does because you know, like he's one of these. When I come home, I expect my dinner to be on the table. Nah. Type people. Yeah, you know. You know, you have those. Yeah, you do. You still you still have those. Like okay, but you have to realize like if your wife works, yeah, the same as you a, a same, you know, strong 8 hours a day, 40 hours a week, that's kind of it's, it's unrealistic. Right, right. I think back in the day when, you know, women were more stay-at-home mothers mm-hmm. um, or part-time workers, then, you know, hey, okay, get that food on the table. Right, right. But, you know, like my wife works is just same amount of time as me. I pick my daughter up from, um, from daycare on Mondays. Mm-hmm. I take her every other day of the week right. to daycare. Mm-hmm. My wife picks her up. We work out, you know what I'm saying, a schedule of who's going to cook or not. I, you know, sometimes I work at night. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure that my wife's dinner is ready when she gets home. That doesn't make me any less of a man. Right, right. You know, those gender roles, you know, are definitely warped. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the you know, end of the day, and I, and I expressed this, I think, on our last episode, at the end of the day, I'm still the head of the household. Right. And that's not me boisting, you know, being boisterous. Me, Tarzan, she, Jane, that's, you know, when we decided to get married and we, you know, and ordained ourselves under God, she understood at the end of the day, I'm not going to take a back seat of being, being a man and, and for the decision. Like when we, when we just decided where we were going to live, what part of town. She left that up to me. When, you know, where we were going to put my daughter at mm-hmm. for daycare. For daycare. Mm-hmm. You know, I told her, go find some options. Right. 
and she found the one she wanted. And I looked at it, and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll leave, you know, decisions up up to me. But at the same time, there's decisions like my, my wife's a better money manager. Okay. She's better financially. So. You give that. I give that to her. Yeah. You know, like. I know my weaknesses. I know my strengths. But when I, and I think that's a that's a hard for a lot of guys, right? You know, who are in that kind of like twenty eight to to forty age range mm-hmm. to realize how your father did it and how your mother did it was how they did it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that's gonna be how you do it, especially when you have strong willed women who you know. I think have given been given that stigma of independence mm-hmm. because no one told them that you were never dependent. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that that goes back to kind of the root of what I what I was saying is that people perpetuate this ideal that women were born to be dependent, and so as people treat them if they're not dependent, um, that is. A bigger reward when it is a reward not to be dependent on anybody for any person whether you know man or woman um, but when you when you see women and you especially if you've grown up with a woman you, you you know how amazing women is and you think about it like why would I ever think you would ever be dependent on anybody you know what I mean right like when, when you when you know women you know you've seen them grow up you've seen them in school uh, in your classes or whatever else it's it's, and I don't know what you know. We weren't born, uh, you know. I was born in 1980, so I don't know what it was like way back when, you know. But I'm sure there were many powerful women back then that wasn't a, didn't have the opportunity to be considered from birth not to be dependent. Right. Um, but I just couldn't imagine a world in which women weren't uh, in the stage of what they consider now independent, where they were just you know, hey, I. I go to school just like you. I go to the same class as you do. Um, oftentimes, I get better grades than you do. Um, I'm probably pretty pretty good at managing things, sometimes a little better than you. Um, so I couldn't imagine in a world where it was thought of that women couldn't do a lot of things on their own. I'm sure, you know, we're not getting into, like, the physical aspect of it. That's, that's always different. Um, but to be able to... Uh, go to school, uh, apply for jobs, do those jobs um, really, really well. I've always thought of women as being, you know, that type of people. So I did. I, that's what I said. Like that was my issue with it because I had never known women uh, to not be capable of being independent or, or to be thought of as being independent or you know just to be dependent on anyone. So you know, but that 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 kind of sprouts into another. You know, another arm of this, as with gender roles in in society, but then there's also those gender roles in business. Mm-hmm. You know, gender roles in in, in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the glass ceiling still hasn't been broken, so to speak. Um, you know, we we we're yet to have a woman president. Right. Maybe some people think that was a mistake. <laughs> um, this state right now. Um, we have an election in November where we could have um, not only the first female governor, but the first 
black governor true in the state of Georgia's history mm-hmm. um you know I I think that glass ceiling right there you know there they had that hammer there is it gonna you know is that strike gonna be strong enough to break it down mm-hmm. but then when you think of it in in the business sense my um company I used to work for um I'm not gonna say their name <laughs> but my boss who was female and had been with the company eight eight years made ten thousand dollars less than the her counterpart who was male and white she had been with the company eight years long longer wow she had more experience doing her job Mm-hmm. Then he had, and they started him out $10,000 more wow. than what she made. Mm-hmm. But also, to that point, my boss's boss, who, who was a black man, made about 15% less than any other person on his level. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, when you think about it like that, society still, you know, I, I, I can't remember the statistic, but for every dollar that a man makes, I think a woman makes 65 cents. Mm. That's, that's crazy to me. I mean, it, it's just crazy to me because like, like I said before, like, I don't know if it's the, the time frame I grew up in, but. I just see it as people being able to do a job um, effectively um, if they're good at what they do, uh, whatever whatever that is. You pay them accordingly. Man, woman, black, white, whoever. You know, you pay them accordingly. Uh, but, you know, that, that just may be things that are coming from our standpoint and just how that is. Um, but this, this is all good information, and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um in another podcast. However, for now, we are going to uh, switch it to kind of that household setting in segment two about what happens if, how do you make decisions if your wife is the primary breadwinner, uh, if they make way more money than you. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that in segment two. Welcome back to segment two. All right, so we have a question uh, that was posted in our Facebook group, and I'm just going to do a quick synopsis of, of the um, of the question. So essentially, they have a guy who's about to get married to his fiance, of course. Um, and he's been paying for his parents' living arrangement for Lord knows how long. His wife makes approximately forty-five thousand more dollars than him a year, and so of course they're about to get married. You know, when you're getting married, you combine incomes, right? So, with that thought process, he thought it was a good idea to tell his wife or his mother, either one of them, that his mom was going to get a better house because him and his wife 
are going to have combined income so they can add more to the pile to support his mother and his father. So that was that brought about a, a, a really interesting uh, discussion. And so I'll let Eric talk about it first and then I'll, I'll kind of say my little piece about it. <laughs> I have to laugh. I don't know what to say other than that's going to be the shortest marriage in history if he if he doesn't change that mindset uh, because in the post he doesn't say anything about our money mm. you know when we get married mm. he hadn't discussed that like there's just certain things you should discuss with your spouse before you get married right number one on that list is how you guys are gonna handle your finances. Maybe not number one, but you know, two two A, two B. <laughs> you know, how are you gonna handle your finances? Okay? Like even if she don't want to tell you how much she makes, which we talked about last time. Right. But you know, hey, look, she brings in a healthy amount more than me. If y'all gonna put that in a pot, that pot don't say, you know, Derek on it. <laughs> That pot says, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson on it. Right. You know? And so I think that that's a bad look all around. You cannot, and I repeat, cannot think that it's cool for you to tell your soon-to-be wife, look, your money is now my money. (laughs) And I think he says, you know, she wrote she wrote that he told her, why why shouldn't I tell my parents to to buy a new house? It's the least I could do for them taking care of me. Okay, but when and I'm I know this is probably going a little bit too biblical, but the Bible says when a man findeth a wife mm-hmm. that he leaves his parents mm. and clings to his wife. Mm. He didn't say, it don't say you bring your parents with you and you take care of them. Right. See, you didn't discuss this with her. So guess what? What if she don't like it? What if mm. she ain't down with that program? What if she tells you, hey, look, this, this 100K I got, it's for us. Mm. It ain't for your mama. Your mama can't get none of it. Right. Take it or leave it. What you gonna do? Mm. You gonna what you gonna do? You gonna you gonna have to you gonna make some decisions. Um. Personally, I I, I just kind of thought about it as like, for real, bro. You wild. Like, you expect for your wife to take on the same responsibilities that you found it in your heart to take on. First of all, that'd be great if she did, but you got to talk to her about it. And they're your parents. So you guys definitely have to discuss that. Because if you've been supporting your parents for, I don't know how long, I don't know what the age range are, are, of, are these peop- of these people, um, but that could continue to be a, you know, a year after year after year after year. Um, till it gets to the point where it's decades and you're still taking care of your mother and father. 
I would not suggest because I don't know what, you know, it clearly says the statement clearly was talking about, too, that it was the least he can do for what his mother and father did for him. Now, I don't know that relationship. Um, and I'm sure he loves his mother and father. But I'm sure at some point, his mother and father, hopefully being rational, people will talk to him and say, hey, look, son, we appreciate everything that you're doing. But just like I found your mother, and we were together and we went through all these things together and we found our own way to raise you. Those are the same things you have to do. You have to cling to your wife, as Eric said. So, first of all, the communication is starting off bad because you are already, like I said, we don't know the details of if she knew beforehand that he was doing that with his money, taking care of his parents. Um, if she did know, um, then it's definitely a long discussion about it. Um because they have a combined income that's pretty good. I mean, for all the things that you think about, you want to experience and do with your, you know, your husband or your wife. And it just seems like they're already coming into a marriage with that. If they come into the, to the marriage with a mindset, they're already coming in there with a lot of debt already. Because even though it's like, you know, not a car or a house or anything, Taking care of your parents and footing that bill or whatever it is, I don't even know what the, what the living, you know, expenses will be like, but I'm I'm sure it's pretty pretty hefty, and especially if you're telling your mom and dad they need to uh, move on up like the Jeffersons or whatever the boy was trying to tell them, um, but like like I said, it it just needs to be a lot of communication needs to happen. You know, there was a um there's a book by uh, former. NFL cornerback, defensive back, um, Philip Buchanan called New Money, mm. Staying Rich. Okay. And in a book, he talks about um, how when he he got drafted, his mom demanded a million dollars of him, right? Uh, okay. Now, most kids, you know, dream of, oh, when I make it to the league, I'm going to buy my mama a house, mm-hmm. Right. You know, you're in a different tax bracket then. That might be feasible. Right. Right? But either somebody demanding it of you or you willingly taking care of somebody when you're not in that tax bracket. Because the money they're talking about, you know, in the post, that's not NFL money. (laughs) Right, right. Right? So, you know, you can't. You can't take care of somebody else if you're not taken care of. Mm -hmm. You know, when me and my wife got got married, you know, our our pastor, you know, he told us, y'all need to sit down and y'all need to talk about, you know, finances. Mm -hmm. Two things came up in our marriage that we had to, that were really sticking points for us and we would get mad at each other. One was loaning of money to to our family members. Mm-hmm. You know, if my if my sister or my cousin, hey man, I need to borrow a hundred dollars. <laughs> at first, like the first time it happened, because we had a joint account, she saw it come out. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Would you take a hundred dollars out of the account for? You had to get something." Not really watching it but she you know you know your your spouse's right. spending habits 
oh man, yeah, you know, Michi needed a hundred dollars, whatever. Right, right. You know, she was like, and you just gave it to him. Yeah, he gonna give it back when? See, her, you know, like we had our finances straight. We knew what we were gonna do, mm-hmm. but now you throwing family into it. Right. So, she was like, I don't like that. Don't do it again. Mm. And I was like, excuse me? You know, it's my family. If I need, right. you know, I know they're going to give it back. I know where they at. If right. I see them at Thanksgiving, you know, I'm going to slap the $100 out of them if I need it that bad <laughs> or whatnot. My grandmother always told me, never lend something you're not ready to not get back, right. basically. Right. Yep. Um, so, you know, I passed away. Y'all need to sit down and talk about it, you know, like. Hey, if it's, you know, y'all come up with a limit. If it's under this, you can do it. If it's over this, you got to ask the other person. And that's where our $20 rule comes from. <laughs> if somebody asks more than $20, you got to ask the other person. Right. I mean, I mean, that makes sense. You know? And the other thing was bonuses mm-hmm. that come into the household. You know? Like, I, it's my bonus. I thought it was, you know, hey. Here's a $5,000 bonus for my quarter. Mm-hmm. Boom, it's mine. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the house. Yeah. Or whatnot. And so, you know, like, we had to discuss these financial things that we didn't touch on before we got married. Right. They're not married yet. Mm-hmm. Those things can be touched on now. Right. So you can find out, because more marriages in end over money than anything else. Right. Than infidelity. And right. there's a lot of cheating people out here. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's, you know, that's an interesting thing that he just, he just figured her, her salary was his. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's kind of crazy to me um, that he thought that was going to be cool. But, you know, Another reason why we want to talk about this in segment two was that um, I ran across another post. Uh, a young lady was saying something about men or women rather trying to trying to make sure men are are of a certain status while they are not, and so. You have women that are saying things like, I need me a guy that make X amount of um, money a year while they're working a temp job. So those type of things. And so what she was saying was that, of course, if you're going to not demand, but if you're going to require a little bit or if you set those standards for someone else, then you need to be living up to those standards yourself. And then there was a famous guy that's on the Internet um, that, all, you know, that always has something to say. Um, and, I can't stand <laughs> I can't stand. It. I can't. I, I, you know, I. Well, that'll be another. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's another story for another day. Like, right. I don't know what the new word for a male Uncle Tom is to the female <laughs> gender, but he will be. He will be that equivalent. <laughs> I think you know, cake, Captain Save. It's a lot of thing. I digress though. But anyways, yeah. yeah like yeah. I just. That's crazy to me that you want to, you know, somebody, you want, you want somebody from somewhere you've never been. Right. That, that, that's always crazy. And, you know, of course, me being me, I had to read down the post 
um, and see, you know, what what were the comments on it? And, you know, of course, a lot of the women, uh, I'm sure his his audience is, is primarily, I, I don't say number, I'm just going to take a wild guess. It's probably untrue, about 90, 80% uh, women, somewhere in that range. I'm just taking a wild guess. I don't know for sure. Um, but what that they ain't was, a wild guess. <laughs> but what they were saying was, they don't have time because, of, of course, his his thought process was he flipped it, um, talking about how you know how women don't want to you know I guess mess with no broke dude either. They don't want to help kind of bring him up and stuff like that. I don't know how they got on that subject or where he got that from because all the lady was just saying like you can't expect for a man to have it going on when you yourself don't have it going on. And that's pretty much her whole sentiment, her whole statement. But anyway, the comments were reading, women were saying, I've tried that before and it has not worked. I've tried to uh, date a guy that made less than I was, or, you know, that wasn't in the same place in life. And they were saying that how I don't have time to get a man to my level because it doesn't work out um, the way that they say it. It's supposed to. Now, my, my whole thought process about a lot of that stuff is that, first of all, what you look for is not necessarily how much they make or their necessarily their job title as is. What you look for are those qualities. Are they determined? Are they hardworking? Those are the qualities you look for. If they have those two qualities and they are booming qualities, you can put them, point them in the right direction and they'll take off. All you need to do is just say, hey, here, I know this person that can do this or I know a great opportunity for you. And they'll, they'll go from there. They, you know, they don't need you to support them, uh, you know, pay all the bills for, you know, two and three years or whatever else. That's not the quality of person you're looking for. You're looking for those qualities because when you invest in people or a person in a relationship and a man, then you're supposed to look for those qualities so that all you have to do is say, here, I'm going to give you this and you can take off and run with it. Because if you have a person that you have to hold their hand through the whole, whole process, then you're going to end up in those situations that those women were um, commenting on because they probably, they maybe not weren't looking for those qualities. See, but that's a double standard too. Like, you know, like if you say I've had problems dating, you know, dating men below my financial level. Two things with that. One, what if it was in reverse? Let's say you wasn't on his level, but you wanted to be there. Right. You wanted to be with him. Now, he's going to be wrong for looking down upon you. Like, baby, you don't make enough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're not in my tax bracket. We have nothing in common. Mm-hmm. Right? But the, the other thing is, why are you... For if you wanna, if you wanna find happiness, it will never be in somebody's in somebody's pay rate. True. In somebody's salary, somebody's salary will never make you happy. You know, like it, it just won't. Money, you know, saying money is good, money is great. Having a little extra here and there, you know, not not having to worry as much as the next man. Of course, that's great. But that's not gonna that's not gonna make you happy, cause when you when you done bought all the Louis Vuittons you can all all the you know Versace Gucci bags, all that stuff, and you're still not happy. What you gonna do? Mm. 
what's what's gonna be the outcome of that? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like like no, you don't you know, you know you don't want no scrub. Right. Nobody wants a scrub, but you know, brothers don't want a chicken head either. True. You know what I'm saying? Like stop looking at stop looking at 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 a person's outward appearance and look inwardly at them. Mm-hmm. Because a person gonna show you who they are, regardless of what they have on. Mm-hmm. He could have on, you know what I'm saying. Every time you see him, he got on new J's. Yep. Always dressed fresh. The minute you get in his car with mm-hmm. him, and you see them, <laughs> you see them blunt. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Them, them them roaches in the ashtray, blunt papers everywhere. Smell like smell like weed. He's spraying cologne to make it make it less weedy in there. Right, right. Or when you go to his house, he got to throw all his clothes on the floor. And you like, damn, that's not who I thought you was. That's because you looked at the outward appearance. Them J's distracted you from the fact that he came to work or wherever you saw him. He was high all the time. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that because you saw, oh, he dressed nice. Oh, he, oh, he bought me a drink. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You didn't, you didn't doggone keep seeing his phone blowing up because his baby mama like, hey, your daughter need Pampers. Where you at? <laughs> you didn't see that because you didn't want to see that. And when people look at, when they look at those, you know, those non-characteristic building things. Right. They get fooled. You right. will you will get bamboozled out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I a brother that'll work look, a brothers that work hard every day might not have a car, might ride motor, might might take Lyft or Uber. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be some of the best dudes out here, but because they ain't effing up their credit, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> driving charges they can't afford and right. challenges they get repoed, you you don't want to fool with them. I mean, like, I mean, I I think it's, it's always difficult to, um, I don't say we're giving advice to, to women. We're just commenting actually on kind of the things that are, are said. And none of the things that we're talking about here today is definitely meant to bash women in any kind of way. But we want to give it to you from a guy's perspective a little bit because um, we think a lot of times that it's um, underreported um, so to speak of how guys feel about certain subjects and one of the things that I always thought about a long time ago is that you know we, we don't we don't we don't want no no woman that's you know that's doing you know we, as we like to say around my way, shooting bad. Uh, we definitely don't want that. Um, but we want someone who is like-minded. Um, I consider myself sometimes, you know, a determined person. Um, sometimes to a fault. But um, that's just part of my characteristic. And I want to be with a person. I would always want it to be with a person who has some of those similar characteristics, you know. Someone who is determined to be able, whatever field or, or general area that it is. And for me, you know, 
as I was growing up, I'm a little older now, but it didn't matter to me where she was at that point in life, you know, as, as long as she was working towards something. And of course, you got a background story, of, of course, of what happened in their life, you know, because um, people change. But they have to have those characteristics in order for you to proceed. And I would think that women would would do it in the same way. You meet a guy and he's, let's say, let's say he's 28 ish, 29, probably 30 ish or so. If he is still waiting on his rap career to pop off. I, I would venture to say that um, that's probably not the, the area or field that you want to be in or, or be associated with anyway, a, a lot of women. Um, so that, that may not, that may be a, a kind of like a, hey, maybe this I shouldn't get involved with this person. Now, the type of man, as Eric talked about, the type of man that you should invest in is a man who's hardworking and who will love you down to your dirty draws. And sometimes because they are hardworking, they understand the value of things, right? So you have people that kind of, you know, I, I know this, this new age thing that people, when you talk about loyalty, this new age of like when people work and they do careers, everybody wants to jump jobs every two, two years or so to be able to make more money. That's great. But then you have people that, you know, stay on jobs for 10, 15 years or so or whatever. Uh, moving up the chain and moving up the ladder um, and it just depends on what you how you feel about that person the personality you think they're complacent or whatever else uh, but you understand the values of that person a part of it is loyalty uh, not only to the to their job but their way of way of life in, in some aspects um, they understand that if I you know I understand what my duties are on this job I work hard at my job. I make certain money. If I know if I put in time here, I can make more money doing this. Um, so you want to look for a lot of those qualities. I just believe you do. You want to look for people who are loyal to something. It can be a hobby. What if they're doing something, you know, every month? Something that they have to do um, on a regular basis. If it's a job, if it's hobbies. They have to be loyal to something. If you have somebody who's always here doing this and doing that, I don't believe those are good qualities um, for someone to get involved with or to try to bring to the level that you are. Because the, one of the key key elements of, to get to where you were, you had to have some type of discipline, um, some type of focus on exactly what you wanted and what you wanted to do. Um, so if a person doesn't have those qualities, why would you associate yourself with that person in that way, in a romantic marriage type of way. Maybe cool to kick it with, maybe fun every now and then, but long term, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I, I always find it, find it funny how people can, people can love What's it saying? We've we fell in love with things and out of love with people. Yeah. You know, like and then you wonder why you can't find love. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes you just shouldn't you just stop looking. Honestly, some sometimes things just find you. You know yep. what I mean? True. Sometimes things will just find you. 
you just should really stop looking for them. Um, but if you if you gonna look, if you just have if you just have to be nosy, <laughs> remember, man, be careful what you look for, cause when you find it, you might not like it. True. You True. know, like you, I, 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 I think, and you know, to tie it back in with with, with gender roles, like you want somebody that's going to make you feel like how you should. Like, I wanted somebody that's going to make me feel like a man. Right. My wife wanted somebody that was going to make her feel like a woman. Right. You you ain't looking for somebody to make you feel like a piece of, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're not, that's, no one ever goes out looking for that. Thing happens is, you get blinded by a lot of things and you start settling. <laughs> yep. And you like, uh, all men are the same, all women are the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I no, they're not. We're not. You know what I'm saying? Like you can find somebody that's gonna make you feel like you deserve to be, you know, to be treated. And it's going to, you know, make you feel like a man or woman. It's gonna re- excuse me. Mm-hmm. Is gonna respect the fact that you mm-hmm. want A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. and you want to compartmentalize that. You don't want to have to come home, and you don't want to have to cook, clean, wash their drawers. You know, take care of the kids, mm-hmm. and. You know, then turn around and have to do the same thing tomorrow. Right. You want a helpmate. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's vice versa. I don't. I don't have to come home and do all of that, and then have to turn around and go, you know, to a nine to five and deal with somebody else's crap. Right. So. You, if you if you continue to put yourself in a position where that's what you're doing. You ain't gonna like the outcome <laughs> at all. You're not gonna like the outcome. I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand how, you know, what I'm saying people, people can settle. Now the thing, now the thing with me is, and because like my my wife, we have, we have a, we have our own pattern, our own program, on how we get things done in our household, how we take care of the household. And sometimes I have to, <laughs> I have to remind my wife when she's like, just crying about, you know, what I'm saying, how we have things set up. I'm like, hey, there's been more women coming down the pipeline that's done it. You can do it too. <laughs> like, yes, you have to. Okay, so you gotta come home and you gotta cook, because you know, hey, I'm out doing whatever. If it's my side gig, it's my side gig. And you're tired. Okay, well, look. You don't want to cook, don't cook. You don't want to clean, don't clean. But eventually, it's going to catch up. And it's going to have to be done. True. So, okay, if I put, if I, if I, you know what I'm saying, if I'm giving a helping hand, you know, I tell her, hey, look, man, yo. And I love to use her mama as an example. Man... <laughs> Your mama raised three kids by herself when y'all were teenagers. Mm-hmm. By herself. Mm-hmm. You, 
Greater women have done this. More <laughs> women have done this. Stop, please stop. Like, I, you know, no. No. Look. And she gets me the same way. When I, it's my turn to give my daughter a bath. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say my turn, but when I have to give my daughter a bath because... Oh, it, it, sometimes you have to design it like that. It, it's your turn. It, oh, it's yeah, like it's that. your week. Yeah, yeah. I, and sometimes it's like that, but um, I, I'm like, you know, psh, look, man, I give her a bath in the morning. Man, if you don't go get that girl a bath, <laughs> you go to bed dirty? No, then why is she going to bed dirty? Right. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, it's not like we're, we're robots, we're machines. We, you know what I'm saying? It's ebbs and flows to this thing. And you have to be able to roll with the punches, but you're going to have to have somebody that's willing to, you know what I'm saying, roll with those punches with you. Right, right. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier, you know, choosing the right mate. Right. Um, so we're not going to continue on. We have probably, as we're sitting here talking, we probably can go into so many different subjects. And we kind of semi-got off topic of the financial disparity between your partner if your woman kind of makes more money and that's fine uh, because as we're talking we kind of think about more subjects to talk about um, so we're, we're definitely um, kind of just having conversations here and just including you guys in on the conversation um, so at times it may or may not jump you know from deeper into that subject um, at, at various times uh, but we just like to thank you guys for listening. Um, we're going to make another episode maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, Eric, is there anything else you want to say kind of in closing? Um, you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, and people probably never seen this show. Um, you know, the Leave It to Beaver era is definitely dead. <laughs> you know, um, you know, those 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 societal roles that were always perpetuated on TV, you know, they're dead. I use the the Huxtable, you know, paradox that 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 we saw, you know, on the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's more of the norm mm-hmm. to an extent. Right. Um, but, with, you know, whatever it is, it, it, it all begins with one communication mm-hmm. um, to love. And, 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 you know, and just trusting your partner that the, the journey that you're on together, you're on together. Right, right. You're on together. I think the... The um, the post in the group, you know, they weren't on their journey together. They hadn't talked about it right. to to really say, hey, look, we, you know, what I'm saying, this book of us, chapter one. It's not chapter one a one b. It's chapter one. I don't think they they were there yet. <laughs> right. Until you get to that chapter one where y'all are, you know, what I'm saying, on the same book, it's it's never gonna work. Right, right. So, you know, that's my that's my closing thought on that. Um, you know, men, you know, we it's time to start accepting that, you know, those those traden- traditional roles they're they're definitely changing to yes. an extent. Yes. So Yes. That's and, my partner shot. And so just going off of what Eric just said, you know, just the part you just said is kind of how I've always felt. Like you always have 
these uh, posts on social media about a man is supposed to a man is supposed to a woman is supposed to. Um, I think in today's society, because there there's so many women that are financially closing the gap and surpassing men, is that you have to find out which roles are best for your relationship mm-hmm. and be comfortable with those, or, or find out really which one is comfortable uh, comfortable for you. Um, so I I think you know that's definitely great advice uh, by Eric, um, and so. If you guys have any questions or comments, um, you just want to kind of talk to us about anything, you can definitely email us at info at fathersamongmen.org. Um, we are also on Facebook, um, of course, and the website is www.fathersamongmen.org, of course. Um, so if you have any questions, comments, or concern, uh, reach out to us. Um, if you are a father and you have some things you want to really talk about, Email us and there's a chance we could put you on the show um, if you have a great story or something for us. Um, So please do that. Until next time, um, we hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, evening, morning or whichever time you're listening to this podcast. Um, And we'll see you next time. Go dogs. Rise up. Go Irish. (laughs) 